You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Justin, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep. Diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General Sean McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. NFL Combine a little earlier this afternoon, and I thought there were a few interesting nuggets to come out of it. Uh, D'Amico is never going to, nor will most head coaches. Uh, give any sort of uh, bulletin board or 72 size font headline fodder at a combine press conference. But given where the Texans are this season, especially compared to last season, I think there were a lot of people looking forward to seeing what D'Amico Ryans would have to say. Last season, he had yet to coach a game as a head coach in the NFL, and the Texans quarterback was Davis Mills. Um, This year, it's a lot different. D'Amico Ryans should have won coach of the year. And he's got one of the best young quarterbacks in recent history on his team. So this is a very different-looking team, a very different-looking offseason for the Texans. By my count, zero questions about the draft that I counted. Listened to the whole thing, took notes. And unless I'm off base here, unless I misinterpreted one of his answers, because unfortunately you can't hear the questions at these press conferences, zero questions about the draft, several questions about free agency and existing players on the team. And then, as you can imagine, uh, when I say existing players on the team, at least I would count uh, two or three questions minimum on C.J. Stroud, who is, uh, look, he's been one of the stars of the offseason so far. NBA celebrity all-star game, Amber Rose strutting out of Minute Maid Park with her, being sarcastic, um, but he, he was walking out of Minute Maid Park with her. So, um, so here were my highlights from the D'Amico press conference. And a lot of nice things to say about C.J. Stroud um, and Will Anderson. I thought one of his more interesting comments was when he called C.J. and Will, quote, two anchors for our team and for our locker room. And to me, it kind of reiterated 
maybe validated is overstating it a little bit because it's kind of obvious. But I hearing D'Amico say that, I think kind of accentuates what their strategy was when they got so aggressive to move up for Will Anderson. They didn't need to get aggressive to move up or anything to get CJ. They had earned the second pick in the draft. Um, but the move up to get Will Anderson, I thought all along that those moves, given where they were back to back, more than anything else, was about recalibrating the locker room and the culture on both sides of the football. And I thought D'Amico saying, quote, two anchors for our team and for our locker room, I think probably, if anything, probably hammers home that the strategy that he and Nick had in doing that was a successful one last year, uh, obviously with the offensive and defensive rookies of the year. So I thought I thought that was that was just kind of a cool aside. I think the one thing that got most people's attention, it would appear, because I was listening to In the Loop, and Landry Locker pointed this out. I texted Seth Payne right away when this happened in the press conference, and I saw since then, I've been on Twitter for a few minutes before recording the podcast, I saw a few other people notice this, that um, when it came to commenting on two of the Texans' own free agents, Devin Singletary and Dalton Schultz, it seemed as though the answer about Singletary was a little more happy and welcoming, I guess. Um, now, look, I think they want Dalton Schultz back on this team, but I do wonder if the fact that that – D'Amico said, we would love to have Devin Singletary back with this team. And with Schultz, he did not say that. He said he's very proud of the season Dalton had last year and then kind of left it at that. So maybe I'm reading too much into it, but there was no love to have him back for Dalton. I wonder, I do wonder if that's maybe an indicator of how negotiations are going with Schultz right now. Um, it's not a great tight end free agency class, and it's not a great draft class for tight ends. So I wonder if, unlike last season, where it was a great class, both in free agency and especially in the draft, um, and I think Schultz felt that. That's why he wound up on a one-year prove-it deal with the Texans. Um, I do wonder if this offseason, Schultz is looking at this as, okay, this is my opportunity. I got to hit while the iron's hot. I think that there's a good chance, maybe not a great chance, but I think he could get franchise tagged, Dalton Schultz. And I think especially after the salary cap numbers came out and they were – considerably higher than people forecast they were going to be. They were being forecasted in the mid 240s somewhere, 240 some odd million, 255.4 ended up being the number. I could very well see where Nick Casario would take the extra money that's being allotted and use that on a franchise tag for Dalton Schultz while they either work out a longer term deal or bring him back for one year and then see how it goes. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So uh, I thought that was interesting, as did a lot of you. So, so that's, that's number two. Um, 
had really nice things to say D'Amico did about Bobby Slowick, but was very quick to give credit to the players, uh, which is, I think that's going to be his MO. And I think some of that is what you're seeing D'Amico as a former player. I would imagine D'Amico harkens back quite a bit to, okay, how would I like to have been treated as a player? How would I like to have been acknowledged? The players are the ones who are putting their bodies on the line every Sunday. And I thought that was a, it was a great answer. D'Amico, obviously very complimentary of Bobby Slowick. You can tell D'Amico's very excited about the continuity in the staff um, with uh, Bobby Slowick, Gerard Johnson, and everybody else coming back next year. Um, even said, we don't have to learn new terminology or learn a new playbook. I can't imagine they would bring somebody in who's running a completely different offense, but obviously there's different flavors of the Kubiak-Shanahan offense. And um, if they had were to have to go find some other branch on a Shanahan Kubiak tree somewhere, uh, chances are there would be a learning curve. At the very least, acclimating coach and player, and by player I mean very specifically C.J. Stroud, with just you know chemistry and what they like and the coach learning what C.J. likes and so forth. There's zero of that learning curve. And you could tell that D'Amico was um, excited about that. Did mention wide receiver. was asked about wide receiver and um, the position. And did not intimate if it was draft or free agency where they would be looking to improve that position. If I had to guess, I think it's both. I think they've really only got two receivers right now on the roster that you can feel really good about, Nico Collins and Tank Dell. After that, I think there's a good chance Robert Woods is not on the team anymore. I think he could be a cap casualty. Um, and I think John Mechie and Xavier Hutchinson are obviously massive works in progress, if that. So we'll see. But I think the Texans are in the market. I know a lot of people want them to be in the market for Mike Evans. Uh, Jason Light, the GM for the Buccaneers today, really made it sound like they're going to do everything they can to keep Mike Evans in a Buccaneers uniform for his career. Um, so that the wind may be taken. Some of the wind may be taken out of the Mike Evans sales. We'll see. Uh, but I think the right approach for the Texans is to find a couple mid-tier veteran wide receivers. You know, whatever this year's version of Robert Woods is, maybe maybe shopping in a little more expensive of an aisle. I think Woods was like a $7 million a year guy. Maybe shopping in that $10 million aisle. Tyler Boyd is a name that pops to mind for me. Somebody who's been a third receiver in Cincinnati and been very productive. Guy like that. I think a couple guys in that sort of price range, veteran guys to supplement and deepen that room. Um, because I think C.J. Stroud is... I think he can he can make almost anything work. He made Noah Brown look like Jerry Rice for two weeks this year. So, um, but as far as D'Amico goes, he didn't give up how they'd be looking for receivers. What he said was, we're looking for separators who can get open, particularly on third down. That could be almost anybody who's good. So anybody who's looking at that quote saying, yep, he wants Mike Evans. Yeah, there's other guys that get open too. Um, and to be clear, I would be cool with Mike Evans. I just wouldn't be cool with Mike Evans on a four-year $90 million deal, something like that. I, I don't think, I don't think this team's at the stage where you're, where you're splurging on finishing touches type of moves on guys that chances are you're going to be taking dead money hits on in a couple of years. A um, couple other things um, with D'Amico said they look for the person over the player. I think it's very clear. I think this is a big reason why D'Amico's in Indianapolis is that he likes to be in on the interviews with these guys. Um, and, and really get a feel for what type of person they are. They talked a lot about the vetting process or the scouting process with C.J. Stroud and how many different people they talked to throughout that process to arrive at C.J., including, he said, pretty much any Ohio State person that came through the door 
during the combine and draft and evaluation process, top 30 visits. I don't know if they had other Ohio State guys in at NRG Stadium during that process, but any opportunity they got to talk to Ohio State people, they always asked about CJ. And they always said, those people always said glowing things about CJ Stroud. Person over player was a big one for me too with D'Amico Ryans. And then the last one, really good things to say about Christian Harris, which is pretty cool to see since Christian Harris, I, I would imagine, I don't know that D'Amico would ever say this, but I would imagine Christian Harris probably viewed as sort of a pet project of his, just given the linebacker position, maybe even the Alabama ties. Um, but he said Christian Harris is the fastest linebacker he's ever coached, referred to last season as basically Christian Harris's rookie season, which we know factually is not true. He was a rookie in 2022. But I thought it was interesting that at least with Christian Harris, D'Amico essentially took a look at anything that went on in 2022 and just ripped it up and threw it out and said, we're starting in 2023. And it took it, Harris looked like a rookie for a big chunk of 2023 till about midway through the season. And then for the second half of the season, and then in particularly in the postseason, um, he was one of the best players on the on the defense for the Texans. So very optimistic. Green Arrow pointed up next to Christian Harris. So those are the big ones, I would say, for D'Amico. And tomorrow we'll have Nick Casario. I wonder if we'll get probably some questions a little more geared towards what the Texans' approach is to this offseason um, with free agents. I, maybe we'll get some follow-up on the Devin Singletary, Dalton Schultz, um, speculation that's going on now based on D'Amico's comments today. Um, and, and I would imagine plenty of CJ Stroud uh, with Nick Casario. But that's at noon tomorrow. So I would imagine on Thursday's episode, we'll do a quick recap of that one.